What's up, family? This is Edgar Otraves bringing you another episode of the Floro Podcast. Now, today on the show, I have my co-host, Cousin Primo, and not my cousin Dan. And we're going to be doing a review of Ghostbusters Afterlife, directed by Jason Reitman, starring Carrie Coon, Paul Rudd, Finn Wolfhard, and McKenna Grace. We're going to go in deep. We're going to review the movie. We're going to talk about what we think about it. Uh, just so you know, we're kind of split on how we feel about this movie. Now, if you're new to the show and you want to find out more, make sure you head on over to our website, theflowrollpodcast.com. There you'll find a complete catalog of all our episodes and a store where you can buy merchandise like a cup a t-shirt and more also if you're curious don't forget to look us up on instagram under the name the flow roll now like i said before we get in deep on this movie and we're kind of divided i hope you like this episode and here's the show all right Mm -hmm. so welcome to another episode of the flow roll podcast i am edgar otra vez and today, otra vez. And as you heard today on the show, I have my co-host, cousin Primo. What's up, guys? Primo. And not my cousin Dan. What's up, brother? Dobranos, cabrones. What's up, <laughs> cabrones? All right. And today we're doing a review of Ghostbusters Afterlife, uh, directed Ooh. by Ivan Reitman. And uh, or actually not Ivan Jason Reitman. Reitman. Jason Reitman, his son. Ivan Reitman was the original director of Ghostbusters 1984. So, uh, but anyway, uh, let's start with uh, just basic whether we liked it or not, and then maybe we'll go into a summary of the movie. But let's start with you, Dan. I was disappointed. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna yeah. hedge. I'm not gonna hedge at all. I was. I was disappointed in the movie. Um, I genuinely feel like the movie, I, I mean, the movie could have been 35 minutes long. They could have lost so much of that movie and not lost any substance at all and told the same story. Um, all of the characters, all of the characters, with the exception of Phoebe, mm-hmm. were speed bumps. All of them. They were all speed bumps. And, um, you know, I, I have we can talk more like as we as we get into the conversation. Um, I think I probably went into the movie with unrealistic expectations because I am a big fan of the franchise. Yeah. For I think for all three of us just growing up when we grew up. Mm-hmm. That that movie, that original Ghostbusters movie was formative. Yes, it was it, it just by virtue of when we grew up, that movie was was and is like an important cultural touchstone for us. And I didn't go in expecting this movie to be better than the original Ghostbusters or maybe even equal to the original Ghostbusters. But I did go in with certain expectations that were not met. Yeah, I will. We'll, let's let's put a pin on that because I, yeah. I want to talk about that <laughs> expectation part of what you had. Yeah. Uh, Cousin Primo, what, what did you think? Uh, I honestly loved it. I thought of it. I actually think it was it's, it's what I would consider an actual sequel to the first movie. Mm. Okay. So I guess Dan didn't like getting busted. 
Mm-hmm. Who you gonna call? He, you got a cup, <laughs> and it says who you gonna call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So obviously yeah, yeah. you're a big fan. So busting didn't busting didn't feel good for you, Ben. That's what you're trying to say. Uh, we're, let me let me respond to that with a question, and I want you to okay. actually think about this. Okay. Were there any ghosts that actually got busted in this movie? Yes. Besides Gozer? Yes. Which ghosts got uh, busted? The Muncher. Muncher. Okay. He got so busted. one ghost and one god. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, several ghosts because in the field. Actually, yeah. At the end, every, technically, the, every ghost got sucked into the traps. Yeah, there was a whole right. field of traps, and there maybe a hundred or so. So we ghosts. have we have a movie called Ghostbusters, during which the first seventy minutes, seventy minutes of the movie, mm-hmm. no book, no ghosts got busted, and only two ghosts even exist in the universe. For the first 70 minutes of the movie, there are two ghosts. There's the metal muncher and there's Egon. Yes, there is Egon, but he doesn't get yes. busted because, I mean, he's he doesn't Egon. get busted. Yeah. Movie called Ghostbusters. Two ghosts. Two, two ghosts. Um, two ghosts. So I, I and this is a this is this is something that you and I talked about offline, Dan. And, and sorry for not including you on this. Uh, discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, not my cousin Primo or cousin Primo. <laughs> I'm like mixing the names now. Uh, it's just that uh, one of the discussions that him and I had was that the movie has trouble with pacing, right? And uh, the fact that there's no ghosts being busted in a movie called Ghostbusters until maybe seventy to- minutes is seventy minutes is probably an exaggeration, but but I I would defy you to go and watch the first hour of that movie. And 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 find a ghost slash ghost being busted. Well, it's a long movie and it feels every minute of that length. Right. It's mm-hmm. it's uh, it, it, the pacing. There's a big issue with pacing and the fact that there's that we wait so long for ghosts to actually be busted, uh, I think, is is, a, no, this, is, is, a, is a spotlight to that point that we're talking about. This we, movie is a perfect example of what I'm going to start calling the Drufke paradigm. Yes. The, yes. From Matt Drufke from the Fancy Boys Club. We've had him on here, I think, a couple of times now, well, at I least once. We, we had him once. You know, I've been wanting but, to have him back. But um, the, the Drufke paradigm is this. The movie, if the movie gives you time to start thinking about how it doesn't make sense, you're going to start thinking about how it doesn't make sense. Yeah. If the movie gives you the room to start thinking, not just how it doesn't make sense, but if the movie gives you the room to start picking it apart, you're going to start picking it apart. And this movie had nothing but room in it. Okay. So let me, let me say that, uh, that I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed the movie very much. Uh, I'm in the same camp as Primo. Uh, mm-hmm. Also uh, to your point though, the Drufke paradigm reared its ugly head in my in my in my thoughts while I was watching the movie, and I said, "Shut up! I'm watching a movie," you know, because I didn't. <laughs> I because I I saw it. I saw it. It's like, wait a minute, this doesn't. I'm like, no, no, don't do that. You're going to ruin the movie for yourself. Just just watch the movie, enjoy it for what it is, um, because 
uh, one of the things I want to do too, actively do, is that when I go watch a movie, uh, I, I want to, I kind of want to let the movie take me where I need to go. So like this is movie. Yeah, I, from, I'm. From, I'm from the ahead. from the get isn't is a movie. It's just entertainment, right? There are movies mm -hmm. that look like entertainment, but then end up being films, right? This yeah. is this is a movie. Like Candyman is a perfect example. I went to go be entertained, and I'm like, oh wait a minute, you you're trying to be an artist here. Okay, let's see yeah, what you this got. Is, you know, this is a film. This has yeah. a message, and it's strong. And it's strong. And it does it well. Yes, you know, it's got imagery, mm -hmm. and it's got it's got symbolism, and it's got mm -hmm. all kinds of undertones. And Ghostbusters is not that. <laughs> Ghostbusters well, after no, life is, yeah, is not that. Yeah, it's not that. What it is is that, from what I've heard heard from people, and this is also my opinion, I share with them, is that this is a movie that is trying to introduce Ghostbusters to a new to a new era. Yeah, mm -hmm. to a new generation. To a new generation. Now, we're not looking at just the kids, like the Ghostbusters and. We're not looking at a second generation. We're looking already at a third generation that are being introduced to Ghostbusters. Okay, and it's and it's a to tell you the truth, this movie is not about action. It's a family movie. Boom, and that's the pin I wanted to come back to, because that's the expectations. It's not it's not Ghostbusters nineteen eighty four, mm -hmm. and I think that's what the expectation was: is that this was going to be a comedy movie. It was going to be is like a comedy action movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That realistically is for grownups. Exactly. And you know? this is not that. And I didn't have no. the expectation that this was going to be a movie for grownups. You know, mm. I didn't. I really didn't. Obviously, none of the trailers are all about the kids, you mm. know? Right. Uh, but watching it critically, it, it, like as a as a parent, as somebody who has been to many, many family films. I cannot imagine anybody under the age of 12 not getting so bored in the first 60 minutes of this film yeah. that they want to cry. I did not have that. I have an eight-year-old and a 10-year-old. Mm -hmm. um, my daughter was fully invested in the Phoebe character, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and my son, well, I mean, he had his bucket of popcorn. I don't know if he was just he's got his popcorn and he's good yeah. or if the movie actually entertained him because he will get bored. That yeah. kid would be like, and, this is boring. He yeah. didn't say that, but it uh -huh. might just because he had a mouthful of popcorn. Right. I am not a kid, so I don't have the perspective. I don't really have the perspective to sit here and say, like, if I was a kid, this yeah. would bore the, bore the pants off of me. Yeah. Um, I, I, I will say, I was t totally invested in Phoebe. Mm -hmm. Great character. Fantastic. The whole movie was about her. Yes, exactly. And so when they would have these other scenes dedicated to the brother, you know, trying to develop that character a little bit or whatever, it, it was not only like for me, it was like uninteresting because it's not like they gave the brother enough screen time with no character development whatsoever. Like they just kept yeah. giving him screen time and not really giving him anything to do or care about. And well, also 
all of the character like they they had all the character development that they dumped that dumped into the brother and they dumped into lucky all of that character development by the time you get to the end of the movie is like a total waste of time because their characters weren't important they didn't play an important role you know and and so like when when i especially when i got to the end of the movie i was actually like a little bit a little bit resentful of like why did you make me watch 20 or 25 minutes of bullshit between yeah. lucky and the brother when it's not going anywhere it doesn't achieve anything i'm being really <laughs> critical right now i, I really I, I know. Am, like i know i am i, <laughs> I know I, no I'm it's okay over critical but hey we, well, we want your honest opinion about stuff where we have that there is there is when and this goes back to one of the writing courses that i had when i was in college and it's kind of a rule that i think makes a lot of sense uh i, I know not everybody adheres to this rule but as as a writer and as somebody who was educated to be a writer and uh, when i'm watching movies or when i'm reading books this is one of the things that i like to measure against which is the, the rule that, as I was taught it, was if you're going to introduce a character, give them something to do. And if they only have one thing to do and they, they, they serve one purpose and one purpose alone, introduce them, have them do that thing, and then get rid of them. Yeah. Uh, I could There's only that. one character in this movie who had anything to do, yeah. and that was Phoebe. It was Phoebe. Everybody else had a singular purpose to play in the movie. Every other character fulfilled a singular purpose, at, like at some point to, to move the plot along. Why the fuck do they need all the screen time that they got? Yeah. Well, the, the other the only other character and you mentioned this to me offline. The only other character that got any kind of development was Egon and he's a ghost. Yeah, exactly. It, it, what it's, about the Judd? Uh, he's talking about Rudd. Uh, oh, Paul Rudd. Rudd. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Okay, now in in my aspect, the roles were switched. He was the adult, and he was a child. Because if you look at them, yeah, they sort of counteract each other. He's the adult, and he's acting more like a kid than she is. But right, you know, she is supposed to be Egon's granddaughter, so we sort of figured that she's going to act like Egon, yeah, even though she well, doesn't and, even know it. And I will say. That what was Gary Gruberson? Gary Gruberson. Yes. Yeah. So that that was the one character aside from Phoebe that I was like, okay, they're actually treating this character appropriately. They introduce mm -hmm. him. He has a role to fulfill, which is to to help Phoebe discover the whole kind of mysterious earthquake phenomenon. And then he fulfills the role of introducing the kids to the fact that Ghostbusters existed. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And then the movie is basically done with him. We don't see him again until he's taken over by uh, 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 Vince Clortho. Clortho. Yeah. Clortho. Clortho. Yeah. yeah. Until he's yeah. Because until he becomes a dog. Yeah. 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 But we don't uh, see and, and like that's appropriate. Well done. You followed the rule. Guy. Mm -hmm. Guy is introduced. Guy does it. What he's there for. Guy goes the fuck away. Yeah. So. Um, uh, I, I can't help but agree with some of the things you're talking about in terms of uh, the character development and the fact that there's this this 
because uh, uh, the Ghostbusters has always been an ensemble cast, right? Mm-hmm. It's always been four characters, really three, but four characters, right? And and yeah. they've always they've always treated these characters as the protagonists of the story. In this story, there's only one protagonist, and the theme of Ghostbusters has always been you need the four mm-hmm. to 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 fight the baddies, you know. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 four it's about teamwork right yeah and that's why these other characters are there podcasts trevor the brother don't i don't know the name i had to go look it up so don't i'm yep. not pretending that i know what i'm talking <laughs> about i had to go look up finn wolfhard's name because I, I was gonna be snarky i was gonna be snarky because yeah. i knew i knew both of you were gonna come into this podcast talking yeah. about how much you love the movie yeah. and i was and, and i was gonna say okay so you love the movie okay what's the brother's name no, I don't know. And, you know, yeah, like, I, I would have told you I don't know, and uh, and, and you told me offline. I was just like, shit. I, I guess I should look up uh, <laughs> the names of stuff. <laughs> yeah, and, like do this but right. Like I'm not, I'm not here to convince anybody that it's bad. I'm not here to change anybody's mind. Yeah, I'm just here. This is this is my take on it. Exactly, and this is this is my take. And I think I think here here's the thing about uh, what I kind of figured about our discussion, especially offline. Is that okay? There are like these are the facts, right? I'm not blind to the fact that the pacing's a problem, character development's a problem, you know, and um, you know, and then there's just the mere fact that you have children carrying around a nuclear proton accelerator, yeah, yeah, on their backs and and yeah. blasting the whole town, and they only get a little jail time, just a little bit yeah. of jail time, no yeah. no actual repercussions. Never mind all that, because I mean we're talking about ghost busting, right? This is far and yeah. beyond not reality so let's you know so but i'm gonna go along for the ride i'm gonna let suspicion of disbelief continue on even into the the fact that all these things don't retain water but uh but that's that's kind of where i live you know i kind of enjoy that kind of stuff and i, and I go for mm-hmm. the ride and and that's kind of an this is where i think opinion comes in right this is what i like and i like this movie and and it's because me being as a being a father and a father of a daughter, I was able to enjoy this movie because of the cast of characters. Because yeah. this is really, mm-hmm. in the end of the day, especially if you watch the way the story plays out, it's a father daughter movie. It's a family movie. Yeah, not a mm-hmm. not a comedy like the original nineteen eighty four version of the Ghostbusters. This is a family movie, but specifically, there's a father daughter dynamic, and even father daughter father granddaughter dynamic. Yeah, right. So. I also saw myself mother and daughter. Well, and mother and daughter, kind of, but really that relationship was more about the right. father and daughter. But yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. So, but if you're looking at those dynamics, that's how I saw the movie and how I related to the characters. Uh, but that was, again, that's my opinion. That's how I saw the movie. That's how I put myself in the movie. That's how I enjoyed the movie. You saw it differently for whatever reasons that you saw, but, uh, but, I think basically because the gr- Drufke paradigm jumped in your head and yeah. kept you from enjoying the movie. Uh, and, and, but not that is there anything wrong with it, but that's how you enjoy movies. Right. Yeah. So, so you started picking it apart and you're like, fuck this movie, you know? <laughs> and I don't know that I, I look, I wouldn't characterize it as fuck this movie. I w- yeah. would characterize it as I did not walk out of it. Like I didn't get mad at it the same way that I got mad at Halloween. I didn't get up and walk out. <laughs> you know? I, didn't, I didn't say um, I don't need to spend any more time on this, you know? Yeah. Uh, like, I want 
I need my I was, money back. Yeah. I was invested <laughs> enough that I that I wanted to see how it was going to end, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But um I I f- probably forced forced the Drufke paradigm out of my head <laughs> for the first 30 minutes. And mm-hmm. by the by the time we got to like the first 30 minutes, I was just like I this is it, there is nothing happening. Yeah. There are no ghosts. The, the the banter was like there were funny things. There were funny lines and funny jokes, mm-hmm. but the beats were like five, six minutes apart. Yeah. So to your point, the opening scene when we first meet uh, Carrie Coon's character, Callie. Yeah. They're getting evicted. Right. We could have skipped mm-hmm. that whole scene. Just gone straight to the farm. You could have just saved yourself. You could have saved the production some money. Even. Yeah. I mean, I think there, there, there was some valuable character development in that scene. That, like, the, that's the scene that, that established Phoebe as Egon's granddaughter. Yeah. And despite mm-hmm. the fact that that is not revealed until later, it's made very obvious what's going on. You know well, where well, where where the movie's leading, yeah. And it, so like that that would, but dude, there, I can't even really <laughs> point to any specific things right now. But that that's because there was so much, in my opinion, there was so much that was like none of this is necessary. None yeah. of none of none of the it, there were plenty of times in the movie for me where I was sitting there like none of the last 10 minutes are necessary. This, this is absolutely the kind of movie where you go in with your popcorn and your drink, you drink your drink all the way through in the first 15 minutes. And then when you have to get up and go out to pee, you don't feel bad. Yeah. You don't, you're not worried about missing anything. That's funny because that actually happened. I actually had to get up and get popcorn for the kids. I wouldn't get a refill. And I was like, okay, there's a bunch of exposition coming on. I'm going to go. And I yeah. basically missed the introduction of podcast and uh, how and and the beginning of the conversation where Paul Rudd started to talk about the tremors. Mm-hmm. So uh, I missed that. I missed those five minutes or whatever. And I was like, that's okay. I don't think I needed it. Yeah. And, and that's a problem. Like I should, I should need every minute. Yeah. You know, I, I shouldn't be able to leave and then come back and still know what's going on. You yeah. know, uh, True. uh like, I, like sincerely go back and watch Ghostbusters 1984 and tr- try to watch it from the perspective of somebody who hasn't seen it before. At any point in that movie, walk away for four minutes and come back. And whatever happened, you need to know. Yeah, because because mm-hmm. too much that movie has so much it's constantly moving and that's one mm-hmm. of the things that makes it so great it's very uh it's not like particularly intellectual or anything but it's so content dense action dense you know character development dense that you can't just walk away for 4 minutes and and jump right back in and understand what's going on yeah. So um, let's let's also do, you wouldn't want to walk away for four minutes. Let's let's do some um, 
Easter egg hunting here. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you guys see any Easter eggs? I didn't, but I think I, because I kind of checked out. I'm I'm willing to bet it's chock full of Easter eggs yeah. that I missed because well, I just stopped were, paying attention. They were talking about it on um, on another podcast I was listening to, and they were talking about that the, the guy, the director, um, J- what's the name of the director? The, Jason Reitman. Yeah, Jason Reitman. Jason Reitman came on to the floor and says, take out your Easter basket. It's an egg hunt. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So he literally littered the movie with Easter eggs. Yeah. I mean, they got Stay Puff Marshmallow Boys or mm-hmm. yeah. Beans. Yeah. Uh, there's just proton packs. There's all kinds of stuff. Well, there's uh, there's all the stuff that you expect. Yes. Right. It has all the stuff that you expect. But um, yeah, I, I guess I I didn't do my due diligence because there, there was a point where I got where, where I was just like, I think I'm going to take a fucking nap. Oh no. no. I was, that was not my experience. I loved, I loved it. Uh, Mm -hmm. I agree with all the, all the points that you're making, but I still loved it uh, simply because uh, I, I I will say that I wish they would have taken some of that time that they spent wasting and would have developed some of the other characters like, like Trevor, the brother or podcast. I would have liked to have seen more of podcast. Yeah. That's one of the areas where, again, the original is a gold mine. Every single character in the movie, even even the like bit parts, every single character in that movie has a distinctive personality. And if you you had to ask me to describe their personality, to tell me about this character, describe any character in, in afterlife. Give me a description of any of the characters who is not Phoebe. So podcast is basically uh, Ray Stance. He's a little bit, he's basically almost that character. He even carries around the goggles that Ray Stance has in the first movie. So he is, he plays that role, but he's also the guy who handles the trap. He's the kid. That's that his is, job. Yeah. That's, that's his job on the team. That's, that's what he's there yeah. to do. That's exactly that's the whole reason the character is there. Exactly. He handles the trap. He's the also, whole reason the brother exists. He drives the car. Yes, we but also Winston. But also, podcast is part of what helps Phoebe discover the whole ghost, the whole ghost busting thing because he was yeah. there. He was the support for that character. So he what made I, her grow in the movie. Yes, because like she, he was he was the one who's like, okay, well let's let's try this thing out. Like, mm-hmm. and she's like, okay. So he goes and he puts the bottles in there, and he's like, okay, shoot the thing, and so. You always have a buddy mm-hmm. that's there exactly. to watch yeah. you do the stupid thing that you're about to do, or yeah. he's the yeah. guy who pushes you off the edge to make you do go do the stupid thing you're gonna we're, we're you know that you're gonna do. Basically, like this podcast, right. you guys are here to shove me off the ledge. They'll be like, ah, you know, like yeah. That's that's what that kid was there for, and that was that was his role. Now, uh, Edgar, the, let me tell you, I will shove you off any ledge anytime. <laughs> I'm glad I can depend on you for that because <laughs> I am the biggest chicken and I do need a, p- a push here and there. Um, but then like the brother definitely doesn't have much development other than him being a bit of a girl chaser, you know? Exactly. And it's kind of like, eh, yeah, I, you know? I could not. If, if you were to ask me to try to describe the brother's personality, 
uh, like the best I could come up with. He's a teenager. Exactly. You know, I was, I was just about to say that. Like yeah. he's a he is a carbon cutout teenager trope. Yeah. And the same thing's true of Lucky. Yes. I like one of the, one of the reasons I think I get so critical of this this sort of thing and it's not just with this movie. Like treat your characters with respect. Yeah. Give them a reason to be. Uh they tried to kind of develop Celeste O'Connor's character, the girl who plays Lucky. They try to develop her. She has a little bit of like a snarky, smart alecky attitude. Mm-hmm. But, but is, like, like, is there any differentiation between her personality and Trevor's personality? Not are really they, much. Are they like, yeah. if you were to just swap their lines and their roles, would the movie be any different? You know, that's a problem. And you're right that it, they they suffered character development and they're going to be an essential part of this team you know the the ghostbusting team this junior mm-hmm. ghostbuster team they should have had a little more character development i i don't disagree with what you're saying yeah i just i still and, i still found you know, the, the whole thing entertaining because there's the whole scene the crazy fucking scene where they're chasing the ghost uh through the the little town and just fucking everything up and you know because they're kids yeah with, with with a nuclear reactor you know i yeah. mean it's just like yeah it's it's fucking nuts right but mm-hmm. uh and they're just but, slicing yeah. through everything with that proton. i had a very i had a very specific problem with that scene a very it's, specific and very nerdy problem with well, that scene okay so before you get there all yeah. right so i had a problem with it only because it's like okay well you basically give a kid a gun right and now yeah. it's going around shooting everything yeah you give a kid a ray gun yeah yeah so mm-hmm. like uh what are we teaching you here what are we teaching kids here you know like but at the yeah, same time but as, uh, as being who we are we wanted to do that as kids well oh yeah oh yeah for sure but also <laughs> when we were kids what dangerous shit did we not do? I mean, we didn't have proton packs, but no, I, mean, I, I think we'd be locked up for yeah. therapy. Even they even give us anything like that. But I mean, back yeah. in the day, you and you and me, Primo, how many times did we play with fireworks and stuff? You know, like there was plenty of silly things we were doing. Oh, let's put a firecracker underneath a bottle. Let's see what happens. You know, like there's plenty of that kind of stupid. I'm kind still of, picking glass out of my face. You know, but, you know, but you know what I'm saying? Like, like just the kind of like the silly, stupid yeah, things that, yeah, I, I get that it, kids do, you know. I so, think what it was, it was just to show like this. That's what every kid dreams of. Like if you're a fan of Ghostbusters, this is what they dreamed of ever doing. Yeah, like, I only actually a full tramp pack and busting ghosts. You know, I didn't have any problem, any of those like parenty problems of like what are we teaching kids? <laughs> no, that didn't even occur to me. That was that was <laughs> that was a concern because I'm looking at my daughter. She's like, ah. Oh, proton pack yeah i'm like and yeah and you're like no no No. you're not getting one for christmas but what what was the nerdy problem you had okay this is a very very nerdy problem okay and what's that the physics the whole point no not the physics of it no (laughs) no nothing real absolutely nothing just tied to it being in the Ghostbusters universe. And that's what makes it extra nerdy for me. So the whole point of the proton beam is you zap the ghost and you can hold the ghost. You're holding the ghost with the proton beam. 
Uh-huh. That was right. the, the whole point of the proton beam. It holds the ghost so that, you know, you, you can hold them in place, throw the trap underneath them and catch them. They're chasing the ghost halfway across Oklahoma. And they've, she's got the ghost in the proton beam the whole time. Yeah. Why are they chasing it? Why, how is it still running? Explain. No. Explain to me what's happening there. You see, no, they didn't have it at first. Oh, no, they did. No, they did not at first because that's they, they lost chased. it. They, they lost they them. chase it. Yeah, they chase it. She gets a hold of it. Yes, they're still mm-hmm. chasing it and he can't get the trap under it in time. You could have just stopped. And it break and it breaks. It breaks free. Yeah. No, no, no. It can't break free. Number one, it can't break free. Number two, it can't move. The whole point of the proton, it holds them in place. It makes it, it basically is like a like a ghost taser. Yeah. You know, uh, I was thinking, so why that, are they still chasing it? You know, I, I was thinking that same stuff because then they get to the bridge, right? Oh, we got to stop. We're, we're going to get to the bridge. You got to trap it. And I'm like, yeah. just stop the fucking car. Like, <laughs> you've know? got it. You've got it in the beam. I understand what you're saying because I had the same thought. But also kids being kids, they're kids. They're not they're 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 not they don't have all this logic, right? They, they Wait, but why? But but how is the ghost still running? Well, I mean, they, that's like, a problem for me. And it's a nerdy, stupid problem, but it's a problem. They're not. It's not running. They're pushing it with the track with maybe with the beam. maybe. OK, you know what? So, I'll give you that. Maybe because, that's what's going on because the driver doesn't know well enough that he can stop. Maybe that's True. what's going on. That's you know? fair. That is that's mean, absolutely fair. That's my only I had the same problem. And I'm like, why didn't they stop? And they, well, because they're kids, they don't know that they can stop and they can still hold on to this thing. They they're, they're they they're holding on to it and chasing it like if, it, you know, like a horse, like you caught a horse because, you know, I'm a cowboy. But you're like, you know, you're, you're running and you catch a wild <laughs> horse and you're still running with the horse like you could stop. You could pull that fucker over. Right. Like they don't know mm-hmm. that they can stop. Maybe that's. My, that's yeah. my thinking, but that's me rationalizing. Yeah, like, maybe I, that maybe maybe that's what's going. That's perfectly fair, you know. Yeah, but I shouldn't have to rationalize it. I shouldn't have. Right. I shouldn't be here and come up with, well, why it didn't work? Well, maybe it's because it. Well, no, I shouldn't have to do that. I shouldn't have yeah. to do the work. And, you should tell me what's going on. And right? it, this is the kind of thing where it probably wouldn't have even dawned on me to think about mm-hmm. if everything leading up to that point hadn't given me nothing but room to be <laughs> thinking about problems. Yeah. Well, well in, you, in the cartoon of Ghostbusters, they have to corral the ghost. The ghost is not literally he's he still can move. He's just trapped in a beam. You have to corral the ghost to the position you want him to. Oh, you got to put that you got to pull them in. Exactly. Now, it doesn't necessarily they stop in place. They can still move. You just have to lead them to where you want to go. Yeah. And but that, they did, And they did the same thing in the first movie when they got Slimer. You had they to did. corral him to the middle and it took three guys to do it. Yeah. And you, yeah, you got it. They, they, you have to corral the ghost and you can drag it around. But mm-hmm. and the, yeah, the ghost can still move around, but he's still stuck in that beam. Exactly. He's stuck he in can't beam, just right. He can't just keep running. No, he, no, he, can't, he can't. He can't put them like he can't direct them without the help of the other Ghostbusters under the right. under the trap. I get and, you. And, but, and in the cartoon he, version, uh-huh. he actually he, Peter Vagman got pulled by a ghost. As he was flying away, he, he zapped them and he was dragged. I found with, that with the, I found that interesting because Gozer did that. 
Okay, so right. so so I I will straight up admit my criticism is unfounded. No, it's not. And the reason I say it's not is because I have to sit there and come up with reasons why it works. <laughs> and I shouldn't have to fucking do that. Like I should like the movie should present me with the logic. Someone should have said, you know, oh, you know, I got, I, you know, I, I, I don't know how to stop the car. Or, or, do I keep going? What do we, you know, like somebody should have addressed it in, in the dialogue so that we know yeah. that, that they need to keep going. Yeah. I'm, me, I don't even know if I'm right. I'm sitting here rationalizing yeah. the, the, you know, the possibility as to why they're, they keep going because, mm-hmm. but that's me. That's me sitting here afterwards thinking, well, why did that happen? Cause I was, I was in the movie theater. I was like, can't they just stop? And they should have been able to stop. They yeah. should have been able to stop. Maybe they couldn't get them under the trap or over the trap. That's, that's one thing because that's part of like what we know about the ghost busting thing. But they they should have been able to stop the ghost at least in one place so that he would just fly around above and and they wouldn't and the whole crossing the bridge wouldn't have been an issue. They could just stop because that was my issue. They were getting to the bridge. I'm like, just stop the car. The ghost is not going to be able to go anywhere. He's right. not going to get loose, you know, or he shouldn't get loose, yeah. although he has. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I have the same problem with that scene. Don't get me wrong. I agree with you there, but I had so much fun with all the chaos and the little girl. Cause you know, there's, there's stakes. That little yeah. girl almost got crushed yeah. at one point. Right. Mm-hmm. So like I see that little girl hanging out and I'm like, somebody get that little girl off that fucking thing. You know, right. The yeah. gunner seat. I was like, Oh, like, so I was too emotionally like freaking out too emotionally invested in her safety to worry about too much <laughs> about the logic as to why they couldn't yeah. trap the ghost. But I agree with you because I had the same thought. But I let, again, I saw it and I said I pushed it out of my mind on purpose. Yeah. Um, but um, so let's let's summarize the movie a little bit. Like, so, uh, I mean, because we talked about this movie uh, quite a bit, and we jumped around a little in terms of the plot and stuff. But basically, mm-hmm. the 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 movie starts off with um, uh, the Carrie Coon's character, Callie, at a house. They get evicted, and Carrie uh, um, takes her family, or Callie takes the family, who consists of Trevor and Phoebe, and they go to her estranged father's. A land that was left to her because you know he passed away um and so they go to this land they're at this this house they quickly figure out that there's all kinds of wacky shit going on there's this constant tremors happening um throughout the movie we get there's introduced- the house is is haunted by and they don't know this yet but the house is haunted by egon's ghost yes <clears throat> and and we don't and that's a problem too because in the beginning of the movie there's a there's like a uh, like a preface and it's supposed to be Egon, but we don't really know it's Egon, you know, yeah, I, don't know I mean, it's done on purpose. It, it, like it, to me, it was, there were so many things that were just pointing directly to, okay, we're watching Egon. Yeah. For me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, Same like, here. The, yeah. the way his hair was and everything, I totally yeah. figured, oh, that's Egon. Yeah. yeah. That's Egon running away. But then now, like, I have a question for both of you guys before well, we can go any further. The point, okay, when he's in the house, 
right? Well, to, to, to summarize the situation he's in, he's running away because he trapped one of the ghosts, right? He trapped one of the demon dogs. One yeah. of the demon dogs, right? So he hides it. He sits in a chair. Now, my question to you is, did he commit suicide? Or did the ghost kill him? Oh, I th- I think, well, they say he had a heart attack, right? Right. That's what they say. He, in the I movie. find out later that that ghost tracker is a taser. Is it? Yes. Like it's a it's a taser for ghosts or a taser for ghosts or for him because oh. he when he when he grabs it the thing throws up yeah. spikes and it's a, it's a taser. Okay, but he he didn't tase himself though. May, That's what, what I'm saying. We don't so, see it. I don't know. You know that thought... grab grab his hand and he turns the taser on, and then you leave the house. You see a, you see a flash, and you see the dog. Go back. Like you, you guys hand fall down. My so I was like, what? What I thought that was my question. Yeah, my that that didn't occur to me. I mean, it's perfectly possible. What occurred the the way that I thought of it was, he drew this demon back to his his house that he had turned mm-hmm. into this massive trap. The right. trap didn't work, and so he mm-hmm. he went inside and knew there was nothing he could do about it. So he just sat down and waited for the end to come for him. Like that's the way I interpreted it is that, you know, whatever happened, the demon came and literally scared the life out of him or something, you know? Yeah. That's how I took it too. But anyway, going back to the Gozer or or whatever. Yeah. Whatever, whatever killed him. One of the, it was one of the dogs, but anyway, like, mm-hmm. so uh, continuing on, yes. Yeah, so they get to the house. The house is haunted by Egon, and slowly, uh, 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 Phoebe begins to discover that her grandfather is still around because there's yeah. clues that he's haunting the place, and then she mm-hmm. eventually finds the basement that has all kinds of uh, devices, ghost stuff, and she realizes that her eventually she realizes that her grandfather was Egon Spengler, uh, a Ghostbuster, and that she's heir or heiress to this. uh, Yeah. She's part of a legacy of the Ghostbusters. Now, uh, there's other characters that get introduced. Podcast is one of the characters that she meets at summer school, which I don't understand why she's going to summer school. That was a problem for me. Like she's, she's literally the smartest kid in the state. Why is she going to summer school? I I didn't understand that either. For yeah, that matter, sense. why isn't the brother going to summer school? Because exactly, you know. Well, he was he was he got a job so that he can hunt girls, and so mm-hmm. so he's he's now also the brother ends up brother being Trevor uh, gets a job at the local hamburger shop uh, doing menial weird things, and yeah. uh, is he's got a thing for Lucky, this girl played by uh, played by Celeste O'Connor. And so there's some there's a little hints of romance there, uh, but like that kind of progresses as well. But anyway, like there's Gary Guberson that's played by Paul Rudd's character, who's the scientist at the summer school, who's basically like just kind of playing crazy movies at the summer school. Well, why and Wait, crazy, what was he doing? Crazy, why was right? why was he teaching summer school? Because he's he's a, apparently. 
what did they say? He's a he's a geologist for the the USGS. What right. is he? Why is he teaching summer school? I don't know what's going on there. It didn't make sense to me either, but also it, they played it like he was the low man on the totem pole. So he was playing yeah. summer school because because yeah. he had to because nobody else was going to do it, you know, and so he was stuck at the summer school. So I was like, you're acting like you don't like kids, dude, <laughs> You because like he referred to yeah. them like they're dummies. But, you know, to to the mom, to um, Callie. Uh, but that's I don't know if that was just kind of him being snarky to kind of impress, you know, a little little kind of like, you know, trying to pick up this this woman. So eventually that a relationship buds there. But as Phoebe's character begins to co- continue kind of uh, find things and, and figure things out, Egon's ghost basically really does reveal himself to her yeah. and fixes yeah. a proton pack with her. Which leads to the scene that I was talking about where podcast and her sit out in the field and they shoot the shit out of a bunch of stuff. Eventually, that leads to them uh, and the brother Trevor fixes a car with the help of Egon unknowingly. They get into the Ghostbuster vehicle and they all end up hunting ghosts in the town, which leads to them getting thrown in jail because they did a whole bunch of like damage damage. And then she gets (laughs) one phone call, right? And she calls Ray uh, Stance yeah. at, mm-hmm. at, the, at the bookstore. At the uh, shop, yeah. Yeah, and so they have a kind of interesting conversation, which I enjoyed. I know it was nothing but um, exposition, but it was fun. Mm-hmm. And then that leads to them later showing up. But anyway, somehow they end up going to, like after they get out of jail, they end up, I can't remember how they got from getting out of jail to going to the temple where they right where so this is an important plot point mm-hmm. the villain from the original ghostbusters evo shandor yes mm-hmm. basically built this town that they're living in and he built a mine right. for mining selenium so that he could build the building that he built in in new york where they tried to summon gozer and the whole town was built as a replica of an old Sumerian city and he built a whole replica of a temple there. And this is the whole reason Egon was there in the first place, because Egon discovered that, you know, inside this temple is basically this pit of souls where Gozer, where Gozer is sort of contained. And, and that ended up for me creating another problem. What was that? Which is, (laughs) So the whole point of the first movie is that Evo Shandor built this building off of Central Park West, and the whole building is an antenna designed with a temple on top of it designed to summon Gozer. Yeah. But meanwhile, he's already got the temple and the replica city from from ancient, the ancient Sumerian city that he's built in Oklahoma and he's already built the whole temple there and he's got the pit of souls. So what the fuck did he need the building in New York? for? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, well, the temple that was there in the town, the town was actually built above the temple and it, and it was, a, it was a jail technically, because if yeah. you look at the, if you see the story, it tells, uh, you see the numbers on the on the building on the around the temple, 
every year he was supposed to Goza was supposed to be free. And since 1984 was on there, the next one was 2021. And I was like, so I was like, okay, so in other words, there's several temples. Temple gate. This is the main temple there, but he does have like the 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 building in New York was supposed to be like one of his ways out if the temple wasn't open. Mm-hmm. So so that's why he built that okay. tower because she couldn't get out of that place, but she can get out of here. Ah, uh, okay. So that's interesting. So like the numbers you're referring to, there's these numbers that are not only in the temple, but also at Egon's place. There's exactly. there's an office someplace in Egon's uh, house that has a list of numbers that go around the room. And you don't really know what the numbers yeah. are until you figure it out later in the temple. The kids figure out that it's actually years. And every year, um, every four numbers is a year when uh, Gozer appears or gets out and you know brings the end of the world or mm-hmm. the end of a civilization. And so what you're saying is kind of interesting because I didn't get that. I did not get that, but that makes that. I guess that makes sense. I guess I guess it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I I probably missed that because I I was kind of tuned out by that point. I was I was I wasn't tuned out, but maybe I was munching on too much popcorn and, and missed that 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 beat. But 1984 was when Gozer appears and he needed some place to get out. And so he built a way out. Mm-hmm. And this one's, I guess, a backup, right? Because Evo Shandor right. was not around, right? So mm-hmm. makes sense, I guess. I don't know. I, I, again, I think this is kind of us rationalizing. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and we shouldn't have to do that. But now I already want to go watch the movie again. But I, I don't know if I want to because it's so slow in places. Right. But there, there, you could not convince me. <laughs> I, I, I am so very aware of how few remaining moments I have in my life that I will not dedicate any more of them to rewatching this movie. Oh, wow. Damn. Um, I'll probably have to buy it once it comes out on, on, so on I, demand. I got no choice. And then, no yeah. And my kids and my kids are going to are going to like watch the shit out of it. But uh, but yeah. So then in the end, uh, they figure out that Egon had basically made a giant trap and kept all these all these ghosts contained in a pit of souls that you mentioned, Dan. It was amazing. And and this is a, a sticking point for the rest of the Ghostbusters. He went and stole the rest of the uh, uh, things that they had. The equipment. Oh, the, the rest equipment. of the equipment. All and yes. all their all their materials and everything they needed. All they, they cleaned out all his he cleaned out all the Ghostbuster resources so that he can make this giant trap, I guess, and also contain these ghosts in the in the in the pit of souls. Because he put these proton packs in a way that would shoot a laser into the into the well of souls, whenever the PKE meter started yeah. acting up. So whenever the meter got to a certain point, the the proton packs would automatically turn on and shoot down the hole. I thought it was genius. Yeah, that was pretty mm. cool. Yeah. Um, but so let's let's get through the re- because. Another nerdy sticky point for me. So the rest, so so the kids discover this whole thing going on, this temple that's underneath the 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 Evo Shandor mine. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, 
they kind of piece together what's happening. And then there's, there's kind of a whole chase sequence and the, the demon dogs come and the, the key master and the gatekeeper take over Paul Rudd and the kid's mom. Uh, um, well, I have, and, I have to say something before you, you guys continue there all this time we've been hearing about, was it Shandor? Yeah. yeah. Okay. They finally show him in the mind. Yeah. yeah. Right. And podcast is like, Hey, I think he's alive. You know, and he freaks yeah. out when the trap, when the beans come, cause he, you see him turn around. He's like, oh. and turns around, yeah. he's like, ah, he's alive. Yeah, you know? that's true. But I wanted that's just to, I just wanted to say that they finally, yeah. all this talk, it goes plus the lore. Yeah. Jandor has been mentioned yeah. several, several times. And finally, yeah, they we show him. him. Shandor, Evo Shandor is basically the arch villain of the Ghostbusters universe. Yes. It's it's not, even though Gozer is the one that they fight, the arch villain isn't Gozer. The arch villain is Evo Shandor throughout all of them. But I just wanted to let the guys know because what what happened to him was like stupid. Okay. Oh, that was actually one of my the the one of my favorite parts of the movie. So I mean, I find it funny, but yeah. it was like, why don't why no, don't you continue so that we can get to that point, Dan? So, yeah. so let's because we're basically already at the end of the movie. This is yeah. the climax. Yeah. So so all this stuff goes on. Um, Gozer gets out. The demon dogs get out, and they they have this the the you know goes. Uh, Evo Shandor comes alive and he has about 30 seconds of screen time where he's talking to Gozer and saying like, finally we can rule the world together. And Gozer just tears him into into two pieces, just tears him in half. And that's the end of Evo Shandor. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I mean, I loved it at the same time. I was like, what all this hype about him that he is like the, the architect of evil he's done this he's been doing this shit and on the background and, and then two minutes click, he's dead that's I, exactly why i loved it i i understand it i did not like it but they yeah. did him they did the death right though yeah because yeah. i mean yeah, he, he was did. like like we're like we're talking like evil shando has been mentioned the whole time yeah right yeah in, in all three movies and and and, and even in the in the cartoons etc it's in the the book that mm-hmm. we read there's all this stuff yeah and and there's this build-up right and i finally get to see evil shander he's played by jk simmons who i like a lot yeah you know? yeah we all know yeah. him as jake as as uh uh J. J. Jonah Jonah Jameson. yeah and mm-hmm. also the dad in in juno but also like like he shows up and i'm like oh this is gonna be a big deal this is jk simmons they're gonna do something rips him right in half i was like damn and like <laughs> It was like the gruesomest thing they could have done in this whole movie. Like this is the gruesomest yeah. thing that they did. My kids were like, it's funny because my kids, they do this thing where like something horrible or scary happens. And then instead of covering the eyes, they cover their ears. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, you're still watching what's happening. Like the yeah, trauma right. is still, it's still <laughs> coming in, but okay, whatever, you know, but like I turned around, I'm like, oh shit, this one's, this is a little gruesome. I turn around the kids, they're holding their ears. They're like, ah, right. and so, but I did not like it because I wanted more of Evil Shandor. I hope I, there's a prequel. Exactly. Give I, me a J.K. Simmons prequel of Evil Shandor. I absolutely loved that ending for Evo Shandor, specifically because there's all this buildup throughout all of the video games, the cartoon mm, series, the movies. Exactly. 
that that this is the big he's ultimately the big bad he's the reason why all the the bad shit always happens nope turns out he's just a speed bump <laughs> loved it yeah. loved it especially yeah. in a movie oh. especially in a movie where my biggest complaint is that every one of the characters except phoebe is a speed bump yeah i love that the big bad guy no he's a speed bump it yeah, doesn't every, matter at all yeah everybody love in this it. movie is a speed bump yeah. Uh, uh yeah so so they fight they they fight with gozer uh gozer chases them back to the farmhouse well, and- because uh, the kids did something really smart, right? They just like uh, the little girl. One of the themes that they were doing throughout the movie was that the little girl would tell these bad jokes, right? Yes. These yes. sciencey little bad jokes. And so she went in front of Gozer and started telling, telling her jokes, telling yeah. weird jokes. And Gozer's like, what the fuck is going on? You know? Yeah. And so then while she was doing that podcast slides, um, a, uh, a trap under one of the dogs and separates and separates the dog from the human um right that it's that it from the uh, mom yeah from the mom exactly and so when that happens gozer becomes half a person or half a being and that's when they take off to the to the farm right yeah yeah and so they take off to the farm they figure out that the whole farm is a trap you know um mm-hmm. Same thing happens as in the 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 very beginning of the movie where the trap short circuits. It doesn't work at a key moment. And the brother, again, now we find out why the brother exists. He zaps the whatever it was with the proton pack, yes. which gives it gives it the charge it needs to activate this whole massive trap field that Econ built. And they they trap Gozer and they win the day, yes. you know? Um, and that's basically where the movie ends, you know? Yeah. Oh, no, no. There's an important part where while they're fighting Gozer, uh, they're, they're failing miserably. And then the original team shows up. Yes. The original Ray and Peter and Winston show up in their, their Ghostbuster coveralls and they have proton packs, which didn't make sense to me at all because <laughs> Egon uh, supposedly ran off with all the proton packs and the traps. Yeah. So, and if Egon's the one who made the proton packs, how the fuck did these guys have their proton packs? Didn't understand it. Didn't need to. Doesn't matter. Doesn't have to make sense. We see the original team come together. Yes. And that's and when then, nostalgia kicks it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Egon's ghost materializes and you get to see Egon with his granddaughter, Phoebe fighting ghosts together, which was very sweet and touching. And, and then, you know, you're into the credits and you have the post credit scenes and which I actually like, I was, I actually didn't stick around for, I was just like, I, I don't want to be here anymore. Uh, <laughs> what, what, was there a post? There's two post credit scenes. There okay. was there was one that was a callback to the 1984 movie where Peter Venkman was sitting there with Dana Barrett. Um, right, right, right. That know, one Sigourney, I did see. Yeah, Sigourney character, and it was a callback to when Peter Venkman, uh, you know, was uh, doing the flashcards with. He was the doing the flashcards, and then Dana Barrett's character figured out you marked these cards, didn't you? And he's like, Yeah, yeah okay, yeah. That, that, that's one. Yeah. Which is now, the other one? The second one is at the very end of all the credits. 
and I'm talking about at the very end, like when you see the last piece come up and then there's black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right at the end, you have Winston Zeddemore show up mm-hmm. and, and does this whole thing about where he goes back to the old the old location for the Ghostbusters, pulls in uh-huh. the old Ecto-1, and basically you get a hint that there's going to be more. Because one of the things that happens at the end of the movie, too, is when the three Ghostbusters show up, Peter, Winston, and Ray, they show up and, and they're like, who are you? And he says, we're from the main office. Main office. Mm-hmm. Which is one of the mm-hmm. things that, you know, giving a, a holler back to our friend Rick Gavel, they always wanted to do kind of like a like a like a like a world of Ghostbusters, right? Where there's like a Ghostbuster in every city. Right. And I'm thinking that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna have because how are you gonna have a main office? If you have a main office, that means you have satellite offices or you have chapter offices or whatever you want to call them there's going to be a ghostbusters mm-hmm. maybe in every city maybe in, throughout the world i don't know i fucking love the idea you know, i don't i don't know dan doesn't look, look too convinced i i like the idea of an ongoing ghostbusters franchise okay i don't hate that idea uh-huh but if if they marvel star wars or if they if they marvel ghostbusters or they star wars ghostbusters I'm going to have the same problem that I have with Marvel and Star Wars. I just don't want to see those movies anymore. I'm <laughs> fucking tired of it. It's exhausting. You know, I, I'm, it, it, I, I, I do not like, I, it, and it's, this is not just those, like there's plenty of other things in my life that it's just like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm fucking tired of this already. like like the the list of things that i just i I do not need any more marvel movies right now maybe like five or six years from now i'll be like you know i'm kind of hungry for marvel i do not need any more star wars right now i just don't they they've oversaturated everything with both of those things you go on disney plus what do you what like what are the first two options well do you want marvel or do you want star wars you know it's enough already it it's for me it's enough like other things i don't want i don't want another rolling stones album uh-huh. don't need it don't need it the world is saturated with that shit by now you know i i understand what you're saying like let's let's hear some new stories i get what you're saying like show me a new world tell me something yeah. different yeah like, hollywood like, is and I, like it is up until the 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 pandemic Hollywood was pumping out more movies every year than they ever had before. And you never heard about any of them because all you, all, all you know, that's coming out of Hollywood is franchises. What's the big franchise. What's the next next billion dollar movie. Mm -hmm. I don't care, man. I just don't care. I I I could not care at this point. And I'm like, I'm not criticizing the universes at all. uh Uh-huh. I don't need like I loved Shang-Chi thought that movie was fantastic. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it until last night. Uh Oh, what'd you think about that movie though? I I thought that movie was fantastic. I didn't watch it until last night though, because fuck if I need more Marvel lore in my life, I don't, I don't (laughs) need more space in my brain 
being taken up by this stuff anymore. I and, there have got to be other original ideas out there. I understand what you're saying, and I get you. I under, I really do. But I am on the other side of that fucking spectrum where I'm like, yes, give me more. I want more. I don't care how bad it is. Just give it to me. Just give it to me. I want more of it. Put ketchup on it. Just fucking give it to me. I don't care. Like, I love this idea. I can't wait to see more. And I know you hate it or not hate it, but you you hate this. that It's it's taking up so much of your space, right? I get I get it because then you you get to a point where it's like fuck you know now I have to watch every single fucking Marvel movie to understand the big giant movie right yeah mm-hmm. uh, and that's that is a problem I did not go see uh, what is it the Celestials or the whatever Eternals the Eternals yeah, I have not seen that I haven't had seen I have I haven't gone to see it I know I'm missing out on something because there's all kinds of spoilers jumping on the fucking in my feed and in my social feeds. And you know what? I'm not, I don't think I'm going to be able to watch this movie. And it's simply because I just don't have time. I'm a fucking grown up. You know, I have a job. I have this podcast. I have all these other things I have that I just don't have time. And I get you because it is frustrating to be like, damn, now I missed out on something. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm fine with it. I, I, for me, though, I love these worlds. I love all of them. I watched all the cartoons when I was a kid. I don't remember any of them, but like I love the Ghostbusters world. I want more of it, and I hope that they come up. I hope there's a movie for. I don't know if there will be. Maybe they're going to make a series. Maybe they make where we get to see. I want the big Avengers Ghostbusters scene where they bust a giant outer space ghost that tra- time travels or whatever. I can see you. You're like shaking your head like, no, I, no, 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 I'm, I'm, and that's fine. Right. Like, yeah. again, I, I don't have an ax to grind here. Like yeah. all I'm talking about is like, this is the way that I see it. You know, I don't, yeah. mm-hmm. I am not trying to convince anybody of anything. I'm not trying to convince the world that I'm right and, and they're wrong. I don't yeah. care. Uh, but like, I, ugh, like, <laughs> but I think, I think what I want to try to do is, is show people, okay, look, there's, there's two trains of thought here. And if if mm-hmm. you like what Dan is saying, then you're gonna like the movies Dan likes. If you you're like probably what, right about that, yeah. And if there and if you like the movies that Edgar likes, you're gonna like the movies, you're gonna like what he says about these movies, right? And and if you like what Primo says, you're gonna like what he likes, right? And so like now you have the people you can rely on when it comes to this stuff. And be like, okay, well, I agree with Edgar, I'm gonna watch the movies that he suggests, or I agree with Dan. I'm going to watch the movies. So that's what I'm doing. I'm not trying to convince anybody. You, there's mm-hmm. no convincing you. I see your face. I'm not trying to. I'm you talking trying, to me? Yes. I'm talking yeah. to, I'm pointing, yeah. I'm pointing at you, but yeah, yeah. I'm, I understand. And I'm not trying to convince you. I'm trying to kind of illustrate what I'm saying. In terms yeah. Of yeah. Like, and, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to get the audience to see our different viewpoints and whoever they agree with, because I think at this point, I think it's pretty clear it's it's a matter of opinion whether you're gonna like this movie or not. Yeah, and because I don't think it's a bad movie, uh, it's not a it, strong it was, movie. Uh, yeah, I, look for all was, the criticism uh, that I've levied at this movie, I don't actually think it's a bad movie. Uh, I don't. I mean, it it does what fan service it needs to do. I didn't like it. I didn't appreciate it. Um, it didn't feel like a Ghostbusters movie. Um, 
it didn't feel like a Ghostbusters property, like at all. And I, you know, I didn't hate it. I just didn't enjoy it. Yeah. Well, here's and here's here's the 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 big payoff for me, because I mean, you talked about the ending, right? There's I'm a big fucking sucker for that Avengers on your left moment. You know, it's the moment where they're beaten down. They're, they're out of options. They're getting their ass kicked. The demon's full power. She's going to fucking kill them. Right. And then boom, the other three ghostbusters show up and save their tails. Right. And they, yeah, and, right. and they're, and they're trying to handle her and they're doing their best. They're throwing their funny little jabs at them and they're doing all those little quippy things and, and, and it stalls them, but it doesn't take care of the, the, the demon, right? Or the God demon, whatever she is, Gozer. And then one more Ghostbuster comes back. I'm getting yeah. emotional just talking about it. You know, like, like Egon shows up and then helps the little girl become a Ghostbuster. Yeah. You know, and ultimately the whole, the whole movie was dedicated to Harold Ramis. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Because at the end, that was that was for Harold. You know, that was that was Mm -hmm. sweet. Yeah, but like, yeah, like you were saying at the end, it said there, like, this is for Harold. It's they 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 threw that in the credit line. But yes, like she couldn't do it by herself. She's not a full fledged Ghostbuster. She had to have Mm -hmm. the hand of her grandfather hold a proton pack. Ugh. <clears throat> yeah oh you are oh wow i'm all into it man i loved yeah. it yeah i got emotional yeah. I, I cried in the movie theater i'm a yeah you know i'm a sucker i cry at the trailers so then like <laughs> egon shows up puts their hand his hand on the proton pack so that he can hold help her hold the the goes the goal go, yeah hold yeah. goes with the with the other four uh legitimate ghostbusters yeah and so they're right. sitting there and they're busting ghosts and then they pull, they pull the lever, they bust all the ghosts, and they, and they get what's her name, uh, Gozer, and it's done, right? Gozer being played by Olivia Olivia Wilde, who looks exactly like the old Gozer to me. I don't know what you the guys. Old Gozer? I have huh? no idea. Uh, I can't. I can't remember, but uh, like I, I didn't look it up. But anyway, like just me telling you, that's how I invest. I mean, I, I just remembering, I get, I get all, ooh, you know, but like. <laughs> I loved it. I love that emotionality. But yeah, you have those things like boom, the other person shows up. Like, yeah, it's that moment in the Avengers where you know they say on your left and everybody comes through the portals. You know? That's yeah. that's what these guys were doing. They came, they showed up out of nowhere and helped bust this, and then they still needed one more person. And that's when Egon shows up. That's like Captain yeah. Marvel showing up out of nowhere. Like all of a sudden the guns have to point someplace else because there's something crazy coming at. It's it, it it's I like the ending of the movie. Yeah. The I mo- did I did. Yeah. So and but it's just like she's she's little Egon. She's baby Egon, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's like mm-hmm. some people uh, in a fight, like like winning rounds in an actual like boxing match sometimes people will steal around right when you steal around it's because the other guy was beating you up the whole round but the last 30 seconds you did something real flashy and you took away the judges attention from everything else the guy did the whole round so you stole <laughs> yeah. the round 
this kind of did that. Whereas it's like, yeah, the whole movie was kind of sucky, but they stole the round because at the end of the movie, they really pulled out all the stops and they won me over, you know? And, and that's where I kind of like, I was like, oh, you know, yeah. I, loved, I loved that ending. It ended strong. And then the idea, the possibility of more coming. I loved it. Like, I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe they're going to Stranger Things this this series and follow the kids around. I don't know if they're going to put up, you know. I would love for Netflix to pick it up. That would be great. That would be fucking awesome. I don't know Netflix if they would do that because I don't know if they would do that. This is a Sony property. Uh, I don't think oh, Sony would true. let it out of their hands. The one thing that I was upset about is that maybe I missed it, but Slimer did not show up in this movie at all, right? Yeah. Well, that was, yeah, you know, but I think, yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, they, I they, they created a new Slimer. Yeah. Muncher. You know, muncher. Metal Muncher, whatever. Um, but it's it's not just Slimer didn't show up in the movie. There there were no ghosts. Yeah, there were no there there was no there was little to no ghost busting. You know, true. I mean, I get it. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, it's like they're introducing new characters, and they can't just right out of the bat like the eighty four series, the eighty four movie. Well, yeah, that's what they were dedicated to. And these people are just finding out that, hey, my granddad was a Ghostbuster. And she had to learn that from a, from a, from a, from a stranger who her grandfather was because her mother wouldn't want, didn't want anything to do with him. You know, so they had to, they had to like intro, reintroduce everything for the new generation to know yeah, what's going on. But to, to, to Dan's point, like, yeah, you, you didn't give those characters any development. The only character that yeah. did get development was was, was Phoebe. Phoebe, and right. like, like, so there, man, it it felt like forever. It really did for me. <laughs> but, so they're they're in this town, and there's some weird stuff happening. Mm-hmm. But like, it's earthquakes and 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 whatnot. But how? I mean, how long does it take? before even somebody even says the word ghost you know and then you don't it's not like you have any ghostly activity going on aside from egon haunting the house you know Mm -hmm. it uh, that really disappointed me you know i want to see a movie about ghosts you want to see ghost busting you wanted to Mm. see way more ghost busting yes that's what it is that's what it was i can see that I did not. Maybe that's what happened. I did not go in with that expectation. If I would have had that in my thought, I'm sure I would have had the same, uh, what you call it, uh, reaction. Because I did not have that expectation. Uh, I honestly, I'm so busy these days. I didn't even form any yeah. kind of expectation. I went in blind, thinking, whatever. I didn't think of anything to look for or anything. I was just like, I'm here to watch a movie. I got popcorns. The kids are, not, you know, quiet. They're not gonna like jump up. Everybody peed. You know, like that, that's where my head was at. Because like when you when you have kids that are, and I know you know Dan. When you have kids as young as mine, you, your thought is invaded by right. all the things that. No, you're not going to see a movie. You're going to sit next to your kids while they 
see a movie. <laughs> you're going, you're, you're going to chaperone. That's yeah. what you're going for. Yeah. You're not there to enjoy this. It's just like when you go on a family vacation, when you're in the dad role, mm. you're not on vacation. No, you're at work. Everyone else no. is on vacation and you are there to drive the car. You are there to unload the luggage. You are there to make sure that you get where you need to be by the right time. Mm-hmm. You're, that's, it's not a vacation for you. You know, just like when you go to a movie with your kids, you're not going to a movie. That's, you know, if you get to enjoy three fifths of the movie, it's a good time, yeah. you know, and, like and, that's. And I had a great time. And it was because I think. I'm so like half of my mind is so preoccupied with keeping them safe because I'm like you're saying I'm the chauffeur, the bodyguard, the 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 yeah, pay for everything, yeah. the all that stuff. Yeah, you know, and, and so if I have space in my brain to enjoy the movie, I consider myself a lucky man. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. So maybe, yeah. uh, thankfully, that was part of my issue because my kids are so small, and that's where. That's where I think I live most of the time because I, I swear to you, I feel like I have ADD half the time. You know, I can't yeah. keep, I can't keep a thought. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, thankfully, maybe that was why I was able to enjoy the movie. Maybe if I had uh, more more uh, more space, like less invasive invasion of my brain, because I don't know. You had a son. Boys are a little different. My daughter, she'll talk your ear off, you know, and, and, and she won't let you yeah. have a she won't let you have a single fucking thought. You no, know, boys the same way. OK, like you like especially at home, like I cannot sit down and watch something on TV. <laughs> it, it, that's, that's just not how it works. <laughs> we, we cannot sit down together and watch something. It's we will sit down together. Whatever we're watching, we'll start playing. And then nonstop. And then then there's always a moment of, wait a second, what's happening? I don't know. You've been talking to me for the last half hour. I have no idea. I literally have no idea. And then like you'll you'll try you'll try to pause it and he'll and he'll be like, Why are you pausing it? Because you're talking to me. Yeah. You're yeah. clearly not paying attention. How am I supposed to pay attention? You know, yeah. mm-hmm. she's she. Oh. I make it sound so awful. I make it sound like uh, like I hate it. That's not really how it is. It's just, you know, this is what it's like. This for is what people it's like. that don't know for people who may be listening that may be about to go down this road. Get happy. You ain't going to enjoy shit for the next 18 years. Well, you're not. You're not. You will. You may enjoy watching them enjoy things you may enjoy watching them achieve things but you're done <laughs> <laughs> but like you see and that's i like but you enjoy those things like you being a dad me being right. a dad you enjoy yeah. your kids enjoying your things. your joy will have to now come from watching them achieve and watching them have fun yeah your your ability to achieve things and your ability to have fun it's done it's yeah. over it's yeah. it's over it's no longer about you your life is no <laughs> longer about you in any way shape or form and you know just get comfortable with that yeah 
Well, you, you see, the, the thing is, the way you're saying it, it sounds aggressive. It sounds like you're angry about it. But I know. <laughs> but that's just me. Yeah. That's, you I know. know you deep down inside, you do enjoy these things. The, the, yeah. The, 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 the place you are in life in terms of being a dad and all this stuff. Because I do, too. I, I, I understand what you're saying. Cause it is frustrating, <laughs> you know, yeah. but, but like I, when I drive, when I drive the car, I'm in the car and it's an opportunity to ask dad a hundred and thousand, a hundred thousand questions. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's interesting because you would think, Oh, I can answer questions while I drive. Uh, not at the no. rate that they ask you questions at it. No. It almost becomes impossible to drive. Yeah. 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 Well, and then, and then when you get to a point where it's like, maybe you're in traffic now, you know, maybe you're driving at a high rate of speed now, you know, you're on the highway, whatever, maybe you're, you're trying to follow the, the directions, you know, you're trying to make sure you're sti- sticking with the navigation and you have that moment where, where it's like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I need to focus right now. Can I need you to, I need you to stop. I need to focus. And then they have hurt feelings. <laughs> they feel that don't, they, you don't love they, them no more. You right? Yeah. Them then, no more. then they have hurt feelings because, you know. Yeah. No. You see, thankfully, my daughter and son. Uh, uh, well, my son's kind of like he's a little. He's the stoic one. My 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 daughter is the chatterbox. It doesn't phase her. She doesn't. Yeah. Her feelings don't get hurt. She's she's rock solid, dude. I don't know how she's so resilient. I am so fragile sometimes. Yeah. But like she she like I tell her, please be quiet. I can't drive. And she's like, okay. And she'll yeah. just sit there. And then 10 seconds later, so boom. boom. And I'm like, what are you doing? I, I, I just missed the turn. Like, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. like it, it doesn't phase her. It's amazing. I, yep. I'm like proud of her for being so resilient. Yeah. Yeah. And at the same time, it's just like, I, I just wish you would just give me 10 seconds yeah. so that I can make sure I don't I've, miss this turn. <laughs> I've noticed, I've noticed with the boy that like, I'll get to a point where I'm just not actively listening. You know, I'll get to a point where I just know. And, and cause he's not necessarily looking for a conversation, you know, he's not looking for, and I bet your daughter's the same way. Like, they're not looking for a conversation. They're not actually looking to get anything out of you. And so like you, you just kind of naturally learn the beats and when to just say, uh-huh. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. And when I am obviously not paying attention to him, that doesn't phase him at all. Yeah. Doesn't, it doesn't, he either doesn't notice or he doesn't care. You know, <laughs> no, my daughter, she I don't know where she gets it from, but she likes to hear herself talk. It's not I don't know. Yeah. It must be her mother's side. But like she she'll talk and and then she realizes I'm not listening. And she's like, you're not listening to me. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and like, OK, go ahead. Repeat what you said. I'm sorry. It's just yeah. I was I, I was doing this thing, you know, re- replying to an email at work. Please tell yeah. me what you're. Right. So anyway, tater tots. Do you ever notice? Oh, I'm like, oh my Jesus God. Yeah. You know, we're talking about right. tater tots. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Please tell me more about Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. yeah. Please. Just fine. I'm. I am interested. You're. You're right. I need to know. <laughs> I need to know. And you, you know. do. You do because then. But yeah, you did. You do realize. Oh shit. You know. You did need to know. There was something. Yeah. You know. Right. <laughs> 
Oh, man. But anyway, going back to the movie, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, I think uh, because I'm a parent uh, of little ones uh, and uh, you were maybe you didn't enjoy it because you're a parent of, of bigger ones, you know. Or maybe I just I'm I, I'm not in that headspace anymore. Yeah. You know, I'm not in that headspace of I can see this from the family viewing perspective. But even that, like, I don't, I didn't see it. Like yeah. I, I kind of tried to get, go into that mode and it was, it was just, I, I can't see, I can't see kids sticking with this. I like, it just takes so long. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'll be interested to see how the, my son especially will react to watching it a second time. You know, because he will he will just get up and go do something else. Come back yeah. at the action parts. Yeah. My daughter will sit through the whole story. She wants to, you know, enjoy the whole thing. You know, my son will be like, no, nah, yeah, I'll be right back. I'm going to go yeah. play with Legos and wait for the action scenes. Yeah. You know, like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> You're missing <laughs> the best part. <laughs> yeah, don't do that in movies. You don't come back when you want. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Either you're here or you walk out. Yeah. You know? He's just like, all right. He, he's like, all right, fuck it. I'm gone. I'm like, yeah, right. I'm done. I'm and, done. And good for him, you know? Good for him. Because it, it took me way too long in my life. It took me way too long. It took me until like the last four or five years to get to a point where if I'm not enjoying something, I can just walk away. Like it took me way too long to get to a point where where I am not having fun at this concert. I can leave. Nothing yeah. is keeping me here. I can leave. I am not enjoying this movie. There's nothing that says I, I have to say, you know, it took me. I don't like this book. I don't have to read the rest of it. You know, it took me until like like the last four or five years to get to a point where where it's like I could appreciate uh, that I have the agency to stop participating if I don't want to. You know, I I have to I, I have to say that's a that's a great quality to have, though. Because time is so precious, right? Yeah, it's we don't have much of it. You know, I I'm 46. Uh, I have to be more careful of how I spend my time. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and for, and for you to be like, you know what, this is not working for me. I'm done. I'm closing yeah. this book, or I'm turning this movie <laughs> off, or I'm finding something else. Yeah, I'm leaving this concert. All that stuff. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I don't. I can't. I can't do that. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> right. Like I, I don't have to give this. I'm invested. I got. I yeah. might as well stay to the end. Fuck right. You know? Like, like for whatever it is, you know. I bought the tickets. I bought the book. I bought the DVD. I ordered it on Amazon. Whatever it is, it's like I am not beholden to the ticket price. Like I, if I am not getting my value out of what I paid. I don't have to stay until I feel like I've gotten my value because, <laughs> because at this point in my life, I absolutely know beyond any shadow of doubt, the point at which I, I am not going to get there. There's no way that I'm going to get my value out of this. I know, mm -hmm. I know within 10 minutes of anything, I'm not getting my tickets worth out of this and I'm not going to, no matter how long I stay, I can go, you know? 
and that's that's an interesting perspective because not only like yes you wasted i don't know 20 bucks or whatever on the ticket but now you're not wasting time which is right. also and money. The, ti- the time is what's valuable yeah you well, know yeah you could go and do something else something and like this this movie in particular look i'm glad i didn't walk out of it uh-huh. <laughs> because i i got to see the end and have all the nostalgia bits uh-huh. and, you know get a little bit of fulfillment out of that um but it was close <laughs> <laughs> that was it was funny because you text me and um he said, did you watch the movie yet? Yeah, and you te- immediately text me back like, no, and don't tell me anything about don't, it. Don't oh, tell me God. anything. And, and it's because uh, I didn't know if you were going to like it or not. And I didn't want you, whether you liked it right. or not, I didn't want you to color my experience. I didn't want to go in looking for all the things that you saw. I wanted to yeah. see it for myself and make my own decision because I am so easily influenced. If you would have said anything, Anything positive or negative, I would have seen it that way, and I didn't want yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And so, so I made I made it a point. Like, okay, good, you saw it. That's awesome. I want to see it for myself. Don't tell me. Anything. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah, because yeah. uh, because well, and and if you'd have told, if you'd have just been like, no, I haven't seen it yet, that would have been like, I wasn't going to tell you anything about okay. it. You know, okay, because I, thought- I know, and like, I have a strong personality. There's no question about that. Everybody <laughs> who's ever met me. Like the, I guarantee you, even if they like me, their reaction to me is that guy, <laughs> you know, uh, but like I have a strong personality. I know that if I start going off, I'm going to color it for you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I think even if I tried to stay neutral, because I, I mean, I would if I could, I would let you tell me, but I I don't have. I don't have that I, that ability to stay neutral even when I've already kind of heard opinions. Yeah. So like I want to mm-hmm. go in and make sure like that's one thing that I do because I'll I'll ruin movies for me like I'll go ahead and and for myself I'll go ahead and like watch all the the theories and all that shit like on YouTube and all that. But I never watch the reviews. I don't yeah, want to watch the right. reviews because I want to enjoy the movie for myself. Yeah. Even when they're spoiler-free reviews. Yeah, I, and I, I do that too. I totally do that. When there's a movie that I want to see, I will. I almost uh, never, I won't even watch the trailer. Usually. That's how I, I was with this you know, movie. I only I saw one trailer. I don't really? want to know anything about mm-hmm. it. I want nothing to color my my take on the movie. I don't want to, at, at best, it's like, give me a one-line plot synopsis. You know, let me know in as general terms as possible what this movie is about. I don't want to know. I don't want anything coloring it for me when I walk into the theater. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I yeah. and I kind of didn't know that. I didn't know Egon was going to be in it. I wasn't even sure that, you know, Peter Peter Venkman was going to be in it. You know? Yeah. Like, because, like, I mean, Bill Murray was so adamant about not being in these movies. I, I knew that he was going to be in it. Didn't realize that Dan Aykroyd was going to be in it until I saw the trailer. Yeah, had no idea Winston was in it. So and they 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 gave Winston his due. Finally, 
Like they, they treated him as an equal character and they actually like made him out to be the one who went on and was successful mm-hmm. and had the means and, and all of that, you know, they, they, they tried to finally take care of that character. And I appreciated that. Now that would be a good series where he needs the new team. Yeah. Well, he's the president of the corporation. Right. That, of the, of, he's, he's the yeah. home office. Yeah. Cause he's Ghostbuster Inc. Yeah. yeah. That that would be a great series. I think, I think so, man. Like make that a live action series, put it on. Whatever. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. God, That'd be you, awesome. You see, this is the only part like if Sony decides they want to fucking start their own little platform and I have to subscribe, I'll be like, fuck you guys. Then, oh, uh, dude, at this point, if anybody else starts another online streaming platform, fuck them. Yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah. I don't need I, to watch what you're putting out. Fuck you. Yeah. Like, like every channel has the same shit. Yeah. Like it's, it's they've, it, it, online streaming is just it's now it's cable. That's all yeah. it is. It's exactly it's like, like, it's when, like when you used to have cable Pluto. packages and you're paying for all the individual channels. Now it's you're paying for all the individual streaming platforms. Mm. No, yeah. fuck you. Fuck that. Done. That's that's how I feel about the uh, cable. Now. I was like, there's no point in me getting cable. All you need is Wi-Fi. Yeah. yeah. Cause every, everything is, everything's on that. Yeah. I, I hate commercials. So fuck it. I'll watch it through that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm a cord cutter. I, I don't, I don't have yeah, that table. I am not. It, it's funny because I'm not like an, an early adopter almost at all of things. Mm-hmm. Right. I was a very early adopter of cord cutting. Like I, by, by like 2010, I was getting all of everything online, you know? Oh, wow. Really? Mm. And I don't know why, like, I don't know. Why it's, not, it's not a brag. It's just like, that's like the one part of my life where i was an early adopter of something mm-hmm. yeah but anyway guys um i think uh i think we said our piece on ghostbusters afterlife yeah i think so yeah uh any uh parting thoughts well the truth is like like i said i pretty much this movie here i thought it was a a sequel to the original mm. i don't even count two anymore yeah, they kind of like jumped over two a little bit. Well, yeah. and two, two was a real disservice, you know. Yeah. Um, but my parting thoughts on this movie: I'm glad you guys loved it. Yeah, and I'm glad <laughs> whoever loves it loves it. I really am. I'm glad. Yeah. Um, I was disappointed, and um, you know that's my own thing, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Don't let my point of view color your color your enjoyment of this movie. Yeah, no, and uh, that's going to be my parting thought. Is I like the fact that uh, you have your opinion because not everybody's going to think like me. Not everybody's going to think like Primo, and it's if we are all saying the same thing, um, it, it sometimes it ends up boring. being it, it can be boring, right? I, I like right. the fact that you have the the perspective that you have because then when we all really do like something uh that means that movie's special right mm-hmm. this movie is enjoyable it's not special but yeah. it's enjoyable that's a real good way to put it yeah it is not mm-hmm. special yeah it, it doesn't have whatever the special secret sauce that made ghostbusters what it was 
mm-hmm. there you know um yeah. it's it, it's just it's a, a pickle that's all it is yeah <laughs> yeah exactly right <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks so much. Uh, thank you, not my cousin Dan, for your perspectives. Thank you, cousin Primo, for everything you contributed as well, all your thoughts. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is uh, Edgar Otraves. Thanks for listening. We will catch you next time. Later, guys. Later. Later. The music you're listening to is titled Dollar Needle by Splasher. You can find that over at Epidemic Sound. And when you go over there, make sure you use our referral link in the description so that they know that I sent you. Don't forget to check out our website at theflowrollpodcast.com. There you'll find a complete catalog of all our episodes and a store where you can get some merchandise like a t-shirt, a mug, wall art, and more. There you have it. I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. It's definitely less of a comedy, more of a family movie. So if you ever check out this movie, make sure that you have those thoughts in mind. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. You can follow me, Edgar Otraves, under the name Edgar Otraves on Instagram. You can also follow this show, The Floral Podcast, under the name The Floral on Instagram. Make sure you follow my cousin Primo under the name The underscore real underscore cousin Primo. And don't you forget to follow my good friend not my cousin Dan under the name Dantastic Sizzler on Instagram. I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did make sure you like, subscribe, comment and hit all the buttons that make all the podcast gods happy. This is Edgar Travez. Thank you so much for listening. We will catch you next time. Behave yourselves. Laters.